Hello, Pam. Hello, Gary. Let's do a Friday edition of GX2. I think maybe to do that, you should call me Gigi so that the, you know, GX2 makes sense. So. <laughs> That's right. So, yes. Gigi, are you ready? I'm ready. Well, I thought we would just uh, tackle a few little topics on a Friday, just a random Friday. Okay. You know, so there's no, no rhyme or reason. There's no connection. It's just a random Friday. Okay. So topic number one, I wanted to get your, uh, bounce this off of you. Um, an iconic soft drink, drink brand uh, is leaving the shelves. After 60 years, it will be no more. And I don't know if you've heard of it. I mean, I know you've heard of it. I didn't know if you read the story. But uh, Coke is pulling the plug on Tab. No, I didn't hear that. I didn't even know it was still here. I didn't either, tell you the truth. I mean, I haven't seen it in the stores in forever. I haven't either. But 60 years ago, they introduced Tab, and it kind of revolutionized, you know, soft drinks. A diet. Um, yeah. All, uh, some of my, uh, my mother was always thin, so... That diet stuff was never a, a, a thing, but my, my aunt used uh, a little saccharin pill, whenever the little pills, and she drank tab, and many of my girlfriend's mothers drank tab. So, in a, in a pinch, you'll drink a tab, <laughs> you know, and uh, they're, they're, they're uh, not a drink that I would ever have purchased. Well, the... Uh... You know, the people, I, I've never drank one, mm. I don't think, but uh, the people that are, there are, there is a devoted following, and, and oh, they're yeah. very upset, Yeah. even now, but they say they have a little bit of a bitter taste. Yeah, they have a, they have, to me, they have a, almost a licorice, like an anise mm. taste, or a, a, a definitely has a, a, a synthetic aftertaste, too, so... Yeah, it's it's yeah, not good. <laughs> well, of course, it uh, it wasn't too long after Tab that Diet Coke came along. And yeah, that became the big seller, mm -hmm. and Tab kind of started to fade a little bit. Well, and so many, so many um, diet drinks hit the market. Diet Dr Pepper, <laughs> Diet everything. Uh, one of my my mother's uh, my grandmother's sister's husband kind of thing was diabetic. And uh, when I was a kid, you had to, you really had to search to find sugar-free anything. And there was a diet cola that he had, and I never had one, but that's what he always drank. And everybody else was drinking sweetened tea uh, around at lunch when the families would be together. And he would always drink the Diet Coke. I have no idea who made it or anything like that. If it was Coke, the Coke company, or if it was, I don't know. But it was sugar-free, and so that couldn't have been very mm. tasty. No, <laughs> no. And, of course, now I, I do Coke Zeros mm -hmm. um, because I just find that the flavor is acceptable and, you know, with no sugar and no mm -hmm. calories. Right. Just uh, I just like the idea of that. So. But, you know, when they do stop <clears throat> making your favorite things... No matter if it's you're one of a few or one of many, uh, it, it's it's an adjustment. I mean, and you really miss it because it's happened to me in in a lot of different products, clothing and and cosmetics mm -hmm. and just all kinds of things as well as food. 
where they the, the chocolate chip cookies that Nestle's made, the, the Ultimates, they were big yeah. and had chunks of... I, I don't know what happened after the, the scare that they had. You know, they had just... Uh, had some uh, issues with people eating the mm-hmm. raw dough and stuff. And then they did come back. They did. They finally came back. But then it's like they've kind of gone away. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you just uh, lament the fact that, hey, why did you take away my favorite thing? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it always is upsetting when you can't get the thing that you want to have, that you enjoy. Well, let's shift gears. Okay. Uh, and talk about wine a little bit. Sounds good. It's and Friday. And I know that uh, one of our favorite places that we toured uh, several years ago is the Willamette Valley in mm-hmm. Oregon. Yes. And we were there on a trip mm-hmm. uh, visiting a, a very dear friend right. and uh, explored the wineries up at the Willamette Valley mm-hmm. and really kind of fell in love. We did. Yeah. With Oregon wine. We it did. Was, they've got some spectacular wine up there. Mm-hmm. And, but the news out of the Willamette Valley is not good oh, no. right now because uh, apparently they are very worried about the Pinot crop uh, because it's Pinot grapes are very sensitive. Right. And because of the California wildfires, yeah. they feel like that the smoke has tainted the grapes. Oh, and no. even though they haven't had the fire there, the smoke, uh, they feel like, is, is not going to you know, uh, produce a good vintage. So uh, as a result, uh, grape buyers uh, don't want to buy their grapes this year. And that could mean, you know, will mean, you know, yeah, it could be a Pinot shortage and it could be that, you know, I mean, millions of dollars of lost revenue. That's sad. That's really terrible. Yeah. And California can't get any federal help. For no. any for anything either, and it's that's very sad news. And that is our favorite red wine. I like I prefer red wine over mm-hmm. white. And of course, I'm a champagne drinker and a cava is are you cava drinker? But for red wine, it's definitely Pinot, and it has nothing to do with Sideways. I just find uh, <laughs> just the movie Sideways. It's a joke. Um, that it is a very balanced kind of red wine where it's not. To me, a, a Cabernet is so, so heavy. And if you eat a lot of heavy, heavy steak and things like that, fantastic. But we do not. So uh, Pinot, uh, Pinot Noir is uh, a perfect for me, not too light. I do not like rosé. So a uh, Pinot Noir is uh, it's just a perfect balance. So that's bad news. Yeah, so... Um you know, we wish them the best and hope we do. Hope that uh, things get turned around up yeah. there. So then that brings me to uh, kind of the main event, uh, a story that I saw out of uh, Shape Magazine. And the headline is, How to Mentally Prepare for Any Outcome of the 2020 Election. Because they're extremely concerned that because of the divisive nature of what's going on, that... Uh, you know, people are going to be devastated. Uh, Again. You know, one way or the other. It's like if you're, yeah. can, whichever candidate you back, if they lose, you're going to be devastated. Yeah. And it, it's like, uh, it's one of the most stressful elections uh, probably in the country's history. So they have uh, put together a little bit of uh, a guide to try to navigate and help you get through this uh, stressful time. 
And they start by saying you need to, to pre-schedule therapy and rest. Uh, said this is a good time to call your therapist and book some time with them, uh, you know, and, and uh, so that can help you uh, mentally with, with the result of the election. Well, I, I, I find that amusing on a couple of levels. One, uh -huh. I just read a story about how many millions of people are have hit the poverty level. Uh, in this country during this pandemic. I just read it aside. That, as a matter of fact, I scanned it because I didn't have time to, to I'm going, I saved it so I could go back to it. But, um, so having money to pay a therapist is also very stressful. And um, depending on how things go, your health care probably maybe, maybe won't cover it. So there's all kinds of stress right there with your very first suggestion. So there you are, are not yours, but their very first suggestion. See, I'm already stressing out. Yeah, I know. It's like now, now I'm stressed out even more than I, than I was. Well, their second suggestion, <laughs> we pretty well shot the first one is uh, sleep well on November the 2nd. Do a calming nighttime ritual. Tuck yourself in early on November the 2nd to make sure you have the energy and coping mechanism to take on whatever comes out on November the 3rd. Okay, well again, from what I know per from my personal uh, uh, friend, <laughs> friend bank, uh, Sleep has been a problem for people during this whole administration. <laughs> so why should it? Why should you be able to get a peaceful sleep the night before this incredible election? And number two on your number, what is that number two? Number two. Uh, 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 chances are we're not going to know the outcome of the election on November third. So <laughs> we we need to. We need to rethink that. We need to write our own. I think this gives us uh, a chance to write our own ways of how we, the two of us, will be dealing. Oh, I like that idea. With this election that's coming up in how many days now? What are we down to? This is, uh, uh, well, what are we, about 16, 18 days yeah. or something like that? I think about 18 days. That's right. And, uh, well, the third thing they point out is stay present and grounded. Now, that I wholeheartedly embrace. Start thinking ahead about how you can ground yourself and bring your fearful thoughts back to center. After all, the only thing you have control over is what you do next. You can't control others. So. Well, I don't know. I don't, really? I can't well, control we you. We didn't know that, did we? I thought I could co yeah. control you a little bit. <laughs> it's like that guy on House Hunters the other night told his wife, I think she manipulated me. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, Oh, it's okay to feel your feelings and grieve. Uh, it's a common instinct to run away from the negative or uncomfortable emotions, but there's a lot of benefit by just feeling them entirely. First thing you do when the going gets tough is give yourself permission to be human and embrace it no matter how unpleasant or unwanted. So we have to, you know, we have to just face the facts, don't we? Well, I think we've been doing that all for four years now, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think we're covered on that I think one. so. Yeah. Uh, and this says avoid catastrophizing. Uh, from a scientific and evidence-based uh, standpoint, there's nothing to prepare for. Uh, 
So we, we, we need to manage our anxiety about future events, uh, which means uh, especially uh, easy with social media these days to allow your mind to catastrophize a situation and imagine the worst outcome. <clears throat> Nobody knows what's going to happen, so being fearful doesn't do anything. Uh, well, yeah, okay, I agree with that. I agree with that, but... It's kind of a natural human thing, mm -hmm. you know, to feel a little anxious yeah. about the unknown, don't you think? Absolutely. So. I think, <clears throat> is that all? Or is that all? Oh, that? there's a one or two more. Okay. <clears throat> so, now this one we talked about. Go on a news diet. Get off Twitter. The news cycle is going to exacerbate, exacerbate stress. Put yourself on a news diet. Limit your daily dose of news post-election to once or twice an hour. Do not read or watch news past 7 p.m. Uh, remove temptations from your phone. Uh, delete social media apps from your phone for 30 days following the election so you're forced to go to your computer for social connection to see what your friends are saying. <clears throat> well, you know, I... Uh, Depending on what happens, you know, that could be a wise, uh, wise counsel. Because we know that uh, uh, social media is going to be a hotbed. Yeah. Uh, you know, it says uh, spend more time outside, yeah. you know, just uh, refreshing your mind. Practice gratitude which I wholeheartedly know that you endorse and I do. recommend all the time. I do, yeah. do something kind for somebody else. Yeah, I do. Definitely. It's part of my mantra. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, tap into self-care in your emotional toolbox and, you know, take care of yourself. So those are all, you know, suggestions on how to survive the election. Uh, so what do you think? <clears throat> I think that, that that one that talked about, you know, being present, being, you know, present, you know, just like plant yourself in the present, I think is crucial. Um, I think um, understanding that you absolutely cannot control anything beyond your, your own actions. And you and I have already voted, so we, uh, we would be doing more if we weren't in the middle of a, of a pandemic, we would, because... Yeah, I think that's the thing that colors everything differently, it too. Yeah, it does. We're not able to really... We've donated. We, you know, we put our yep. money where our mouth is. Yes. Uh, and so we, we do all of that, for sure. And try to share helpful information about different uh, polling places or uh, deadlines for voting, you know, all well, of that. It's all over our website. Yeah, it yeah. is. You've done a great job of that. So, you know, we have invested in the election as much as we can, but but I do think, I think uh, what has happened is you realize that you do need to distance yourself for your self-care from things that you can't control or... Um, that make you really unhappy, and I think, uh, and, and it's it's unbelievable how much of this is out there on, on, in some of these groups I'm in that are almost like well they are really they're like support groups but mm -hmm. they're really um, 
trying to help people get information out about the uh, the election. They're all political uh, groups, and um, you you do have as hard as it is sometimes. And people will say this, you know, a couple of days ago, she unfriended someone from Facebook that she had known for sixty years. Oh my gosh. But it became so toxic, she could not, dis, her, her friend, they could not agree to disagree. Her, she wanted to, but her friend would not. It's like she kept pounding on her and pounding on her to make her believe what she believed. And she said, you know, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. But she said, I have removed her from my life after 60 <clears throat> years. And every way, she said, I don't, I suspect I'll never talk to her again. And, and that sounds horrible and harsh, and it is, it is. But this woman had to do that. She had no choice. She said, I tried now for, you know, since really since 2015. And she said, I'm, at this point, all these years later, I, I don't have any other energy to spend on it. I just can't. And I think that's happened so much, and it's a, it's a shame. It's a real shame that we cannot uh, agree to disagree on, that's one column, but what many, many people have said is that if they look at people, friends, family, through a different lens now, this whole other column of if you can support these things without uh, having a moral compass about it, then you are not the person I thought you were. And so mm -hmm. all of these realizations have been hurting people. They have, and it's, but it's reality. And so you have to do it. You know, you, you really do have to do it. And it's like any kind of bad breakup that you have. It's, it's not pretty, but it's needed for your mental um, calmness. But I think finding your zen and finding your own because I think it is going to be chaos. I dread November. I think it is going to be very contentious. I, I, I dread it. And um, I think Bruce Springsteen said if Trump wins, he's moving to Australia. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, people really have these definite ideas about what they will do uh, in order to... Um, center themselves I guess and and I just think being in the present with each other you and I especially since we are so isolated with uh, this pandemic of can't travel can't do this uh, and so forth and I think I am really proud of us in that uh, yeah does it get tense where it's like Gary's eating cereal again. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's starting to get on my nerves. Dear diary. Yeah. I could take one more bowl of damn cereal. But no, I just mean, yes, of course, we have to tolerate the idiosyncrasies within each other. But we've done it for a very long time. So uh, we're, I think it's, uh, it's good that we had a little bit of a head start in that we began sharing uh, five years ago, uh, our website and, you know, getting the podcast out there. And so we have things. We're not just tied to the news or to anything like that. We really do have things going on right here that are tremendous outlets. And even though the news for the website is much 
<laughs> more slender now because uh, things have slowed so much. There's not as much uh, necessarily out there going on to write about. But mm -hmm. we're still finding that the things to podcast about, uh, for me, has been podcasting. And, you know, I seriously am going to do that slam book and put it out there on, <laughs> on Facebook. All of the, you know, the things that have tried to take me down. Yeah, by the way, you need to tune in to Pam's other podcast and learn about the slam book. Yeah, Pammy's Chit Chat, <clears throat> yeah. available on iTunes and our website. Yes. But, but anyway, my point being is that we have uh, found our way through new uh, speaking of minds, uh, new cocktails. And, and you know what, Gary? We fuss. We don't sit in a recliner with a tray on our lap. We fuss. We dress up uh, at, in the evening. We, I change. You know, I, I do more than you, but I change clothes every evening. Uh, from It was just the way I was. Uh, that's what I know to do. Uh, uh, you, you, you change out of your the clothes you've been wearing all day to have dinner. And stuff. But then uh, about three, four nights a week, I pull out my, you know, my uh, sparkly stuff. Number one, we don't have any place to go <laughs> to wear it, but I've always done it, even when we had places to go. I've, I, that's who I am, and and make it special. And 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 I think that is really really crucial. It's like, you know, don't have dinner on a TV tray. Uh, whatever it is that is the rut that you're in to get out of it and try to make every day uh, fun and special in some way whether it's for us we live very close to beaches we're right we're on the we're we dwell on the intercoastal on the water that's the the Atlantic Ocean an arm you know flows by us uh, we are connected to the Atlantic Ocean look when we're outside we're looking over at Singer Island um, so we're we're fortunate to be able to do that and I think that no matter what, on any given day, on any given day, you know, you're given the day, and I think that it's it's important to be grateful, and and this day isn't going to come ever again. You'll have, God willing, other days, but this day will never come again. And what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that to make to make you feel good about how you spent? You exchanged a day of your life for whatever it was you did this day. And so what I'm expecting today is really great hors d'oeuvres tonight and really great cocktails. <laughs> and you know, that just sounds like a plan to me, and I'm going to get busy on that. Okay. So why don't we wrap it up? All right, let's do it. Wrap it up for this edition of GX2. So uh, I'll just say uh, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's right. Everybody have a great weekend. And we'll catch you on the other side.